Welcome to 5050 Films. I'm Autumn. And I'm Peter. And I just have to complain real quick before we actually get into the movies. Anchor, the s- system we put up our podcast through, got rid of all of their sound effects and replaced them with other ones. So I lost our our beginning little popcorn sound and our media break sound, and I had to pick whole new ones. And they replaced it with like 50 million new ones. So I had a very long, uh, frustrating evening for the last podcast we put up, trying to find something that like didn't sound too intense, because that's like not what we do here, yeah. but also didn't sound like childish, because I didn't want that either. So anyway, that's why the intro is new. Welcome. Why would they have childish sounds? Do kids listen to podcasts? Well, they're, well, they're transitions. They're not all like, they're all very different. Okay. Because you never know what you need, you know? That's weird. But yeah. Anyway, we have a theme for this episode. Mm hmm. Peter actually made that happen Wall Street money, baby. So explain how that happened. Autumn watched, it's called Hustlers, The Hustlers. 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 And I was like, well, we're going to watch The Wolf of Wall Street tomorrow. And she said, are you sure? Why? And I said, well, it'll be a theme. And she's like, you're going to make me watch a three-hour movie? You're lucky I like the theme. Not the theme. You like I, I like, like themes. I like a good theme. Yeah. And it was kind of fun to do that. Yeah, I thought it was good. And it was. I mean, we'll get to Wolf of Wall Street later, but that is Peter's favorite movie. Yeah, and I had, movie, yeah. had never seen it, so it was fun to like finally get to watch a movie that you love so much but that's not the movie we're talking about first we're talking about hustlers peter would you like to give a synopsis um hustlers is about um the lady from fresh off the boats life goes wrong it's not (laughs) her name is destiny now she's changed it after abandoning the kids and uh randall park and uh she Decides to become a stripper. Actually, her name is Dorothy. She changed it to Destiny yeah, Dorothy, to be a stripper. Destiny is, is her stripper name, but it's also the name that she goes by most often. Um, so she was a stripper at the shitty strip club, which we don't see, and then she starts at Moves, I think, which is a place in, like, I don't know where exactly in New York it is, but it's yeah. close enough to Wall Street that a lot of Wall Street guys go there. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts in 2007... And it's all them, like, it's just about her and then meeting this friend. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, whose name in the sh- in the show I don't remember. Ramona. Ramona. Yes. Beezus and Ramona. Um, and, uh, wasn't there a character? Was that last week that you said that was... Well, oh, Joey King played oh, Ramona. Oh, Joey King played Ramona. Yeah. Okay. This is a different Ramona. This is Ramona all grown up from the Beezus and Ramona books. You are getting so off topic. Just explain the plot of the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> Destiny uh, pairs up with Ramona. Ramona teaches her how to be a better stripper and make more money. And then eventually the stock market crash happens, fucks up the whole stripper game for them. And they have to go and like she's they're both like out of jobs for a while and they come back to the to stripping and it's not as good because no one has... The people just aren't balling around with all that crazy money anymore because of the recession. Um, so they start to do this thing called fishing where they go and they find a guy and they get them super drunk 
and bring them back and like max out their credit cards, basically. And then all like a percentage of that money goes back to them from the club. Um, and then the problem, the real problem is when they start just drugging people and doing the same thing. So instead of, you know, them balling out and having a crazy night and spending a shitload of money, it's them pat, like becoming unconscious in the first bar they go to, not remembering anything at all, and then spending a shitload of money, um, which is, I mean, both illegal and, and more morally reprehensible than the first one. Because at least the first one, you're, they're really only getting people who are like, who are already like that's already like primed for them is that they were like fuck it I would I would spend I would get really drunk and spend a shitload of money and then yeah. they complain less right because they just understand that that's something that they might do yeah whereas these other people were like I had like two drinks with you and then all of a sudden I was I owed like fifteen thousand yeah. dollars in strip club bill right so uh, basically that you know as you you can probably estimate that goes wrong. At some point, and then that like just gets progressively worse. Um, they like at first it works really well, and they spread out, and get too big, and start to collapse. Yep. Um, and uh, sounds they, like another movie we watch this week. They get arrested. Um, and yeah, and then pretty much like the most of the story is told through like her telling the story as a person who has like moved on and done other things. Cause I don't think any of them actually got jail time. Jail time. She's the only one who... The two main girls didn't get jail time. I'm pretty sure Ramona, who was the other main girl, she got probation. Right, and then for Annabelle... For like four years and some other stuff. Annabelle, Annabelle and Mercedes got weekend Weekends jail. in jail and then some other stuff. Weekends in jail for like a year or like a couple months, I think. And fines, I think. And then some fines. And then uh, she took the plea deal, the main right. character, Destiny. So she doesn't get any jail time at all. And she might just get a fine or some probation or something like that. Right. A huge theme in this movie that kind of like starts at the beginning and comes back around is Ramona is saying motherhood is a mental illness. Ramona is already a mother when Destiny meets her. And then Destiny becomes a mother throughout that. And they're both the mothers to girls. Yeah, you didn't even know that. <laughs> well, this, I did. this cast, I mean, we'll get there, but... So many recognizable people in this movie. But they both become mothers to young girls. And Ramona says pretty early on that motherhood is a mental illness. And it feels kind of random when she says it. But then at the very end of the movie, Destiny is convinced to take the plea deal so that her daughter doesn't suffer the consequences of like not having her mother around. Yeah. And it comes back to that like motherhood is a mental illness. Like you had to... You do everything for your child. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It like takes takes some of you away, not necessarily in a bad way. But so that's a major theme in the movie. But let's talk about the cast. Peter already mentioned Constance Wu plays our main character. I did not recognize her at first, even though I've been watching so much Fresh Off the Boat because of her bangs. <laughs> she has some very like straight across bangs in this movie, and I just did not recognize her, and then we were watching some sort of conversation between her and Ramona and they like flipped the camera to her and she made like a certain face and I looked at her and I was like I think that's Jessica from Fresh, Fresh Off the Boat so I like paused the movie and had to run to my bedroom to get my phone because we don't watch movies with our phones so it's like our house rule and I had to look her up like mid-movie because I just had to know obviously knew Jennifer Lopez you... I didn't Peter 
It's the same with like when you didn't recognize Angelina Jolie. I, don't know what I mean, Jennifer maybe I should Lopez be glad like. that you don't like know these like very beautiful women for who they are. <laughs> I could recognize Beyonce, I think. Yeah. But I dang Jennifer Lopez. I didn't. I didn't recognize Jennifer Lopez. Uh, you could have told me it was Gina Gershon, and I would have believed you. Uh, well, but I think I probably recognized Gina Gershon. I mean, she's she has that same like Latina kind of look mm-hmm. to her, but like I, you know. I don't know. Kiki Palmer was in this movie. I recognize Kiki Palmer. Yeah, she played Mercedes. Love her. Um, Lily Reinhart yes, was in this movie as Annabelle. That's how I found out about this movie, I think, because it came out in 2019, and that's around the time Peter and I have watched, like, three, three seasons? seasons of Riverdale. Yeah. Um, so it was around the time we were watching Riverdale. And so I remember being like, oh, she's in a movie. I think it was before we saw Riverdale, like, get dark. I was like, oh, she's playing a stripper. The stripper she plays just throws up all the time, so it's not as a, as deep as that. Lizzo is in this. Cardi B is in this. Um, it's quite the cast. And then, like Peter said, g Easy plays uh, Destiny's boyfriend, baby daddy. <laughs> um, which I didn't recognize, and neither did he, but then when I looked at the cast list, I was like, oh my gosh. So a lot of really noticeable faces in this movie. Usher shows up. Oh yeah, Usher's in it. I forgot about that. Career was himself. That was great. The whole um, strip club comes out. Usher's in the club. And they, they all, and they all just start dance dancing around the stage. Yeah, that was funny. Um, there is a great scene that I just want to discuss. Of course. The so after the market crashes, Destiny's trying to get a job. Um, well, first she, her boyfriend says he's going to take care of her and the baby, blah, blah, blah. Um, then she kicks him out of the house. They clearly have a very, like, abusive, toxic relationship. And she's trying to find a job to support her daughter. And she's doing an interview at a mall for a retail job. You know, like a department store or something. Yeah. yeah. And the woman is saying, well, you don't have any retail experience. And Destiny says, well, like, I bartended. You know, is that... Retail, and it becomes this whole back and forth of like, well, how am I supposed to get retail experience if you won't give me a job? And like, oh, well, we're really just looking for someone with retail experience. It was honestly just so validating to see that sort of thing. Yes, see it pulled out on camera. We were in our like early mid 20s, and it was just such a relevant thing to see. It's something like, Peter's going through right now looking for a job. It's something that, like, so many of my friends are going through. I'm sure so many of your friends. It's just, like, how how am I supposed to get an experience if I don't get the job? But I can't get the job if I don't have the experience. And it was just, like, a great little snip of a scene to show just how hard it was for these women to try and find jobs and to show, like, their... How, how do you compare that money? Like, she was just in the strip club with Ramona making tons and tons and tons of dollars. And now she doesn't have experience to do anything else, so she ends up back at the strip club. Which is when they then begin drugging people because they need more money. Yes. What I don't think you know is something I saw on IMBD, which is... IMDB. Yeah, did I say it wrong? IMBD. Whoops. <laughs> I even have it written down. We're already 11 minutes in. You can't change it now. Uh, I'm not going to bother. You know, I don't I don't really edit. We're not professionals. Um, Constance Wu went undercover as a stripper to prepare for this role. She really? And she made $600 in one night. That's what it says. And I am. 
deep. That's funny. That's wild. <laughs> I know. Personally, how did you... Actually, before I say personally, how did you feel about the interview setup? Like, how it was interview and flashbacks? I don't know. I thought it was fine. Did you not like it? Uh, I thought it was fine, but I could have done without it, honestly. I think it makes it... It, it makes it... That seems like they're trying to make it Oscar baby. Yeah, it just left me with more questions than anything, to be honest. Like, I wanted to know, like, Jessica's in this nice house with nice clothes. Not Jessica, that's fresh off the boat. Uh, <laughs> Destiny is in this nice... She looks more like Jessica in those flashback scenes. Um, but she is in this nice house with nice clothes. Like, I want to know how she got there. But yeah, you, right. But you never learned that part. <laughs> Did she have a shit ton saved up or something? Yeah. I mean, she could have. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts Um, in particular? I don't really think so. I can't think of any part of that movie that I wanted to... Is there anything that I seem to, like, fixate on when we were watching? I thought was funny. No. I don't think so. What did you rate it? I gave it an entertaining. I know you were thinking memorable. I think it probably gave it an entertaining. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were some great bad. great good. things about it. Um, I really like the colors in the club. Oh, it's yeah. It's very, like, purples and blues and... I don't know. It, looked, it just looked very glamorous, and I think that helped get the point across of the movie. It's like they're, you know, making good money here. All that. They have... They go through this list of, like, the different kinds of Wall Street guys. Do you remember what it is? Oh, was it the... It's like the guys who Yeah, the guys who are like don't aren't messing around on Wall Street. They're doing like the good jobs and if they have a little bit of money then they'll Yeah, they might spend a couple hundred dollars or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then there's the guys who like who who break the law a little bit and yeah. then, <laughs> and they'll spend like, you know, hundreds of dollars at the strip club. And then there's the the guys who do the, the really execs. illegal stuff. The dudes who the dudes who like own the the firms and they'll come in through the back so they don't get the they aren't you know, recognized they aren't recognized or any media and they just they they spend thousands and do all kinds of stuff to the rooms that in the rooms that don't have cameras yep you know and they just get paid a shit ton there was um a scene where right at the beginning where Jennifer Lopez is teaching Constance Wu's character how to dance on the pole and. It was very interesting. I, I liked that scene a lot because it it really just goes to show that that sort of thing is so... You have to be so athletic. Mm-hmm. And she literally just looked like an athlete. She, like, did all these different, like, the stag pose. And at one point she goes completely horizontal on the pole. It was honestly very cool to watch. Tabletop. Yeah. And I know that people, they have, like, pole exercise classes mm-hmm. that you can go to. And I can see how that... I'm sure people get, like, that's a good workout. Mm-hmm. Probably good cardio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't... I thought it was good. I liked Billy Reinhardt's character because of the, like, panic vomit thing. I thought it was funny. But other than that, I didn't have any many, I didn't have any other, you know... Yeah, it was fun, good. Um, it was... It was solid. Yeah. But maybe not as spectacular as I was hoping. I realized this week I have not had an outstanding since March. And I still haven't. Not to spoil anything, but 
Let's take a quick media break. Yeah. We're recording this episode pretty soon after we just did our Eternal Summer 03 one. So, uh, there's not... Three days after. Yeah, there's there's not a ton to report. Um, I don't think we've watched anything together other than these movies because we haven't had any time to. Um, I'm still reading The Love Hypothesis Mm -hmm. by Allie Hazelwood. I'm still listening to Watership Down. And all I have watched this week... Now, granted, in these past three days, I have watched a lot of it. Uh, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, season eight. Some things have gone down. People have gotten kicked. They have been to Miami. Not off the show. DC. Jamaica. Since I last reported, they've been all over the place. Yep. It looks wild every time I see you. They're all screaming at each other on screen almost constantly. Yeah, it's a... One of the most... You think think it's... Is it the most violent uh, of the Real Housewives series? Well, I can't say that. Real Housewives of Atlanta? I can't say that because I've only seen... Two of them? The two. And honestly, it's not even, like... It's just certain people. Like, it's not even the show or the group as a whole um but yeah it's been pretty crazy how many like videotaped assaults so far uh two before they take legal action against their oh well that's two this season <laughs> i don't know there, there have been others i know one during a reunion it's crazy stuff i love candy though yeah she's probably my favorite i i like cynthia too She's not too bad. Just basically anyone who's, like, unproblematic. Yeah. Kenya's an instigator. And she can never own up to her own stuff. It's always like, you did this to me! When she, like, is so horrible and mean to everyone. Anyway. What have you been up to? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you've been I, playing a game, I thought. I've, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey still. Having a real good time, just fully explored the island of Crete. Um, and I'm going to... Kyrnia? Kyrnia, I think? Kyrnia? Couldn't tell you what that's actually called. Um, but it's the last little uh, island that I'm properly leveled for before I get into the mainland stuff and I have to start doing quests again. <laughs> So I'm a I'm a horrible person because I take this extremely like convoluted like I mean it's it's such a stupid way to go through a, a game really but if if I am if I am provided with an open world game I will always do like a couple story missions till I'm like basically through the stuff that's tutorial right and then I'll get to a point where I'm like all right it's time and then I just fully explore the rest of the map and, like, finish all the locations and pick up all of the shit and, like, you know, or at least as much of it as I can reasonably do. Uh, Assassin's Creed has leveling in this in this iteration. So I'm not going to the islands that I'm, like, ten levels under level for because I'll just die immediately to everything. Um, but I've been, like, but all the islands are, like, opened up to you almost as soon as you start and they just... You just slowly get leveled up enough. I'm almost level 40. I think the max level in the game is 50. So, like, (laughs) I am uh, really rolling through, and I've done, like, almost all the islands but one. And I'm just, like, I don't want to roll. 
Um, and like the the thing that happens though, the reason this is a bad way to play, is that you run out of stuff to do, which isn't a bad thing because that's my goal. I want to run out of stuff, but also I will be so high leveled at the end of this. And luckily, this game scales stuff so that you're never more than like three levels over something, right? It will scale all the enemies up to right around your right under your level, um, so that it's not too easy. So I'm just so I'm not just like flicking people with the tip of my sword and watching them spray blood everywhere and die, right? Um, this game isn't that bloody though. Like in You've Total seen Recall? me fight, Is yeah. The movie that happened. I, maybe I don't remember. Um, but it's just oh, like Django Unchained. Is that the? Oh, there's yes, blood spraying everywhere in that, yeah. game, in, that <laughs> in that movie. Um, but yeah, like I so like they they keep they keep it like leveled to you. Here, uh, light died. Um, but yeah, but anyway, it. I just. I mean, like, I will have finished the whole game by the time I finish the end of the story. I like the last story mission to be the. All right, I'm done. See you later. <laughs> like go somewhere else and I think that in this game I might still have like one or two things to do afterwards just because of how um, I think you might you might be locked out of killing like the final cultist guy until you finish killing or finish fighting your brother or whatever um, but uh, yeah I, I just like I do this like really stupid thing where I ignore the story and then just play my own like traveling adventurer thing for like 40 or 50 hours or something like that and then go and then go back and just like knock my way through the quests really quick because it's everything else is done but yeah um i'm really enjoying that otherwise haven't read any books um i haven't watched any outside movies it's only been three days um in fact the only thing i did do um was on the anime front uh my friend Ian and i I talked about Platinum End and us being in it and me not liking it and thinking it was garbage. Um, so we were, what, nine episodes and we were watching the 10th episode. And I was like, we we got to a point where they were having this big fight and it was dragging so slow. And it was like episode 11. And we were like, how the hell, this fight has been like two episodes long. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely garbage. The main character still refuses to kill anyone even though these are people that are like, like, this is like Batman levels of stupidity, right? Where he's like, I would never kill this mass murderer who plans to kill 10,000 more people the next time he breaks out of prison. It's like, Batman, if you just killed any one of your guys, it, it, the whole justification was the, if you kill a murderer, the amount of murderers in the world stays the same. It's like, well, yes, but Batman, if you killed 300 murderers, then the amount of murderers in the world would have been reduced by 299. You fool. But this kid is so, so stupid. He is, like, there are, there's literally people who are like, I'm going to destroy the world when I become God. Because they're all, like, trying to become God. Okay. And he's like, I just, I can't kill him. I'd never be able to live with myself. It's like, bro, you don't matter. <laughs> this man plans to end the world. Oh, um, spoilers for Platinum End. The end of the show, they make the suicidal atheist kid God. And he hates himself so much that he kills himself and ends the world anyway. And the last season, the last episode of the show, I, by the way, if anyone likes this show, don't be my friend. Um, it's, it's, You're getting very loud. I know. That's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so infuriatingly, stupidly bad. Um, like, they, they're just, he's, he's like, the kid's like in heaven as God. He's like, 
I, I don't understand. Like, because he's like, because for some, there's some arc where he like becomes convinced that God's not real because this this one God candidate's an atheist piece of shit, and that's what happens when when like when your God selection process is let's pick uh, ten people that want to kill themselves already, and you make them all pick to be God because. They make they they all vote for the one kid who's like oh he's gonna be really it's like twelve he's gonna be he's gonna be so wise in how he chooses what to do with his god powers and he just commits suicide after a month and then everyone starts to just boop and disappear until all life on earth is dead and you like see all your main characters die and all the other people it's like this is fucking stupid and like there's people in the comments section going oh it this is see all art isn't pleasant to look at it's like fuck you this is not art this is trash. This is the worst anime I've ever seen. It's the worst story I've ever seen. It's garbage. Nobody watched this ever. It's trash. It's so bad. They're giving him. They're giving the the creator credit because he made Death Note, another really edgy anime that a lot of people like because it's edgy and it's like the first anime they saw and they're like, oh, I love the edgy main character who has the power to kill anybody he wants to by writing their name in a book, which is that's cringe. That's super cringe. And like, but it's like people love Death Note, so people love. They wanted to love Platinum End. It's got like a f- four out of ten on like so many things. Six out of ten on like my anime list, and like four out of five stars on the the shitty on on the Crunchyroll app because all the people who are rating it are these people who are like fanatics about Death Note, and it's 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 absolute trash. It's garbage. So then. We, so what we did was we, we realized this is, this is this is like this is boring the shit out of us. So we just started like <laughs> click through the episodes, spent like an extra two hours that night just like rapidly clicking through and like getting little snippets and stuff and just still being angrier and angrier every little scene that we watched and then finished it up. It was like this is this was so bad. This was a waste of time. Um, and then now we're watching Mob Psycho One Hundred, which is a great anime about. A kid who's got a lot of psychic power. He's super strong, but he doesn't know that he's super strong. And he works for this this kid who's this guy who's his teacher, um, who also is the the preeminent name in the psychic world and has no powers whatsoever. But it's like trying to generally convince Mob, because he's Mob, that that he is like that. Oh, don't worry. I, I told you this might be a little difficult, and uh, you know, I was just seeing see what you would do. You know, he's, like, being his, like, useless mentor who knows he's useless, but also, like, is not being, like, a dick about it or anything. He's, like, you know, just <laughs> trying to make a name for himself. Meanwhile, this, like, 12-year-old kid's doing all the work, which is really entertaining. That's actually a really fun show. I've seen, like, an episode or two of that. And there's only 25 episodes. But I'm excited for that one because I have a lot of friends who really liked it, and it's not super depressing, like, you know, shitbag kill myself god show. But yeah, that was it. Do you remember seven minutes ago when I asked you if you had anything for Media Break and you said nothing? You know, I wanted to rant about how shitty Platinum End is. It's literally, it's the worst anime I've ever seen. I gave it a one out of ten because I couldn't rate it lower. If I had given it a zero, I would have. Okay, well, you can, um, you can calm down talking about your favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Autumn, I need you to sell me this pen. What did the guy at the um at the exhibition say? Well, <laughs> the, this is a a really nice pen. I love this pen very much with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but the real the real scene was that he takes it and he goes, "All right, I want you to write your name." And he goes, 
but I, don't I can. Have a I don't pen. have a pen. He's like, supply and demand, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. I love this movie. Um, I've seen this movie an amount of times that I don't remember at this point. Well, it's, I it's over 10. That I've seen it once. Autumn hadn't seen it before. This is the kind of thing we would have watched at her house when we were dating. Um, you say it is or it is? It's isn't? not the kind of thing we would have watched at your house when we were dating. Oh, we did watch Shameless while we were dating. All right. No, I was just picky back then about movies. Yeah, you wouldn't have watched it. It's three Although hours we did, long. We did watch Anchorman, which I feel like I would have been picky. The first back. one? Uh, and the second one. We watched both of them. Uh-huh. Really? At your house, though. Oh, well, yeah. On my TV in my room. Uh-huh. Nice. Old school. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, I think I this movie came out, if I remember correctly, 2013. Um, I didn't watch it until 2014, probably. That's probably when it came out on DVD. This movie is as old as our relationship. Yes. Cute. And uh, I... I watched it so many times. I've seen it so many times. I watched it a lot in undergrad the first time. Um, and then a couple times in undergrad the second time. <laughs> it's it, I've just I've just seen it so much. It's and I never get sick of it. I haven't gotten sick of it yet. Like I don't rewatch things to rewatch them usually. Like I don't like that. I don't like that concept. I think it's wasting time. Um, because I usually like to watch things that are new so I get more new experiences. I'm a big experience guy. Um, but I like this movie a lot. It is kind of a comfort movie for me. Uh, and just that I, it, it's the, you know, it's cinematic, it's so well done, you know. Scorsese knocks stuff out of the park, right? He's the guy who did The Godfather. And there's our uh, knocks out of the park for the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the Easter egg. Pete says it every episode. If you go back, you'll find it in some place, referring to somebody. I, you probably do say I it think every do. episode. Yeah, I use, that is one of those things I use a lot, uh, along with calling people shitters. Um, okay, we're getting off topic yeah, again. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, can you, since I have seen this movie so many times, and have, basically, I could, I could probably... I could have given you the plot synopsis without having watched it yesterday. Yeah. What is the plot synopsis of this movie? Okay, so The Wolf of Wall Street. I'll be grading you for correctness. Well, that's and scary. completion. And completion. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street is about Jordan Belfort. It is based off of a memoir that the actual Jordan Belfort wrote. Yes. Um, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio. And... Jordan starts out as a young stockbroker on Wall Street. He is bright-eyed, excited to start his job. He thinks he's going to help people, make himself a little bit of money, but make everybody else some money, too. Matthew McConaughey very quickly tells him, um, no, you're going to make yourself a lot of money, and you're going to do some cocaine, and you're going to pound on your chest sometimes. And You're going to masturbate twice a day. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, in the bathroom after lunch, if you need to. And then there is this big, like, financial crisis. 87, I think. Yep. And Jordan's out of a job, so he gets into working for penny stocks. And he shows up at this place and just blows everyone away with how much he knows about penny stocks. 
he learns that the commission for doing penny stocks or these like pink sheet stocks is that you get 50% as opposed to a much smaller percentage for what they call the blue chip stocks. So he's a big success at this penny stock company. He eventually has so much success that he's able to start his own company, which he then names Stratton Oakmont. Stratton Oakmont. Um, which they start this movie out with a commercial for Stratton Oakmont, which I, I really like that. Um, he ends up then forming this big company. He lets all the power go to his head. He does a lot of drugs. He cheats on his wife. He gets a new wife, Margot Robbie. Then he cheats on her. Um, he's always got prostitutes. He's always having huge ragers at his office. Um, and then he tries to kidnap his own child at the end. And then he goes to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and then the real Jordan Belfort. There's a lot Belfort. of money laundering. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, that's. Uh, and yeah. at one point, he is an offshore account through his aunt, who dies, and they're in like Italy or some shit, and he. Uh, he has his yacht captain drive, <laughs> drive oh from Italy to Morocco, um, which through a is horrible like, storm. That's through Gibraltar. That's like that's that's pretty far, right? Um, you're going through the Med and through the Atlantic Ocean to get to Morocco. No, you're not. Monaco. He's going to Monaco. You're not going through. You're you're in the Med, which the Med can be pretty violent. Um, and, <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, the, the boat, uh, hits a rogue wave and, uh, they're very narrowly rescued by the Italian, like, Coast Guard. Um, like, he loses this massive yacht and his helicopter and And the plane he called to come pick them up blows up and he watches it after he's already been rescued by this helicopter, these other people. Yeah. So if they had been rescued by that plane, they probably would have died anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it was it was uh it was very interesting. Like that that that's like the craziest part of the whole Yeah. Movie, really. And then the real Jordan Belfort makes an appearance at the end. We see Leonardo Dica- Leonardo Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> Sorry, I'm exhausted. Um we see our buddy Leo giving a presentation um, in New Zealand and the man who introduces him is the actual Jordan Belfort. So. Yeah, you can tell because he doesn't have a New Zealand accent at all and he's in, in introducing him for New Zealand. I didn't realize it was that was I knew he was in the movie but I couldn't remember who he played and so I looked it up afterwards. Yeah. But I didn't realize that was him but I do remember thinking like that's so weird. <laughs> like you watch the movie people from New Zealand and they have accents. Yeah, like, it did not understand. sound like he was from New Zealand at all. But yeah, I rated this one memorable. I'm sure it's an outstanding mm. for you. Yeah, this is outstanding. I mean, so every, you know, from the first time I watched this movie, I thought it was hilarious. And I was really there for all the, like, you know, wacky party scenes you know, naked people all over the place. Hilariously enough, this movie way more exposed breasts than the movie about than strippers. The stripper movie. <laughs> Probably it because... was it was super interesting, and this again, props to Peter for making this like a themed week. But it was so interesting to see 
the idea of like stockbrokers and strippers from both points of view. Like we in the first movie, we've got it from like the stripper's point of view, and then from the second movie, we have it from the stockbroker's point of view. And it's very interesting to see like in in Hustlers, they obviously have so much like character development in their I don't even know what word I'm I'm going for, but then in the Wolf of Wall Street, you see these women as, like, accessories. Yep. And because you're seeing it through the veil of these stockbrokers. So I thought that was a really cool contrast to just kind of see that one after the other that way. Yeah. You were really into party movies when you were in I was, and there's a lot of partying in this movie. Yeah. No, I and then, like, you know, the further away from that, like, you know party movie phase that I was in I like you know I appreciate just the like the story of the acting a lot more oh know? that is what I have to say I'm as time goes on I'm progressively more and more thankful we did that Oscars project because it just makes me look at movies and the way that people judge movies totally differently because I watched this movie and I was like not at all surprised it had been up for an Oscar because the performances in particular were so well done I mean, there, Leonardo DiCaprio has to do some, like, crazy facial expressions. He and um, Jonah Hill are, like, off so high and, and drunk for so much oh, of this movie. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And just, like, the, the way that they had to, like, move and speak. Especially there's a scene at the end where um, Jordan has to go to a payphone. Because the person he's on the phone with wants to tell him that his phone is bugged, so he goes to the payphone, but he and Donnie, Jonah Hill's character, had just taken some, like, really old pills that they thought weren't working, so they just took them all. Specifically quaaludes. Yep. Something that doesn't exist anymore. But then, just as he's about to, like, come home, he's, the guy on the phone is like, make sure Donnie's not on the phone. Like, basically, he just, like, ruined everything. <laughs> everything got Brad arrested. There was this whole like bad deal they were gonna get caught for all their money laundering and stuff and just as soon as he's like trying to get back home to get donnie off the phone he the drugs kick in and he like can't move and he he like has to roll himself down the stairs just like all the physical acting that was necessary for that and it looks comical but not in a stupid way like it's it's comical in a like very realistic sort of way and obviously you're in his like it's his viewpoint his state of mind so you're like looking down the stairs and there it looks like there are so many of them um you watch him (laughs) roll down the stairs get in the car um he gets home he's so surprised his car didn't have a scratch on it but they don't show the car when he says that and you later learn that (laughs) he really messed up his car he's arrested because of it his beautiful beautiful car his his, uh ferrari Ugh, any car that has a door lift up like that, that's one you know. Maybe it was a Lamborghini, I can't remember. I feel like it was a Ferrari. I, yeah, I think it was a Ferrari too. Yeah, it's just... Man. <laughs> oh, that's that's such a crazy part. So, like, they, they actually go out of their way to, to talk about... I remember, I think, in, I don't know, elementary school or, like, middle school or something, when they're, like, giving you the don't do drugs things, right... I swear to God, they mentioned quaaludes in those. You know, at some point you're like, these are all the drugs that people want to try to sell you on the street. Say no to them. Quaaludes, uh, barbiturates. <laughs> you know, all this crazy shit. 
And it's like, well, quaaludes haven't existed since, like, the 80s, right? Because um, even they were hard for them yeah, to get. Yeah, like, the, these, these ones that they got were, like, 15 years old already at that point. Um, the ones that they were, like, taking that, like, delayed fuse that made them, like, all, all, like, loopy and shit. But, like, I was just, like, it's, like, wild that, like, this was, like, one of the most common drugs for a while. Because of how, it's just sleeping pills. Right. As of how easy they were to, to prescribe and ask for and get. And mm-hmm. and it's just, like, he, like, brags about it. <laughs> you know, he's, like, he's, like, we did quaaludes. And he explains what they were and who made them. And he's, yeah. like, he's, like, these things, that's right. They, the, they, the U.S. schedule one them and whatever along with the rest of the world. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> I, remember, I remember being whatever, like 19 almost, and being like, man, I've never done drugs in my entire life. And I was like, that'd be, dude, these look so awesome. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it sucks that they're, on, they're, they're not around anymore. That's funny though. And which is weird, because like, you know, of all of the, all the drugs we have now that are causing all these problems, like, none of them have been Schedule 1 didn't stop production. You know? Yeah. People still sell Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like, it's wild that at that point there was a government in place that would be like, no, just never make them again. <laughs> like, like, the FDA actually had, like, balls and power back then, and now it's just like a baby regulatory organization like everywhere else. They're preventing people from having uh, better baby monitors, essentially. Right? Like... Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the FDA does now, is they fucks people over instead of, uh, you know, trying to keep them safe. But, I don't know. I thought Margot Robbie's performance yes. in this was fantastic. Very good. Especially because you see her in so many phases. So you see her as, like, just meeting Jordan and kind of, like, falling for him. And then you see her, like, really enjoying this, like, lavish lifestyle that he's providing her with. And then by the end, you see her, like, hate his guts and they actually get like physically violent with each other which was hard to watch and he tries to take their daughter away because she says she wants a divorce Mm -hmm. um which my heart just hurt that entire because the acting was so well done that's that's what it like comes down to like he looked insane she looked terrified it it was like it was so real it hurt to watch but it was also just two very incredible performances. They had great, like, chemistry and banter with each other, I felt. Like, just the way that they they kind of spoke their lines off of each other, it just felt very, like, natural and realistic. I don't think I've ever seen them in anything together before. I don't know if they I don't think so. Anything. That might have been one of the first roles I saw her in, I think. Yeah, I mean, now she's, like... She's only 31. Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. I think. Like, I, she would have been, what, like, 25 when that movie came out? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was one of her first, like, major roles. It might not have been I Could Be Talking On My Ass, but, like, I don't really remember seeing her anything before that movie. And then after that movie, seeing her in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, American... I think she might be in American Hustle, or... There's a, there's one movie that she's in with either Will Smith or somebody else, or, like, mm-hmm. fucking Bradley Cooper or something, and I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, like, uh... I don't know, like, I think, that was, I think that was might have been her, like, biggest role, or, like, her biggest, or, like, yeah. early on role. Like you said, she did it really well, because she played, like, infatuated, and 
I absolutely hate you, like, equally as convincingly. Oh, yeah. All within the same character. It's hard to, like, talk about this movie or try to sum it up without, like, feeling like you're jumping around all over the place because it is so long. Three hours long. (laughs) And the thing is, though, it's, like, it's three hours, but I don't think there's, for at least for me, there's not a point in this movie where I'm, like, okay, come on, let's speed it up. It's going pretty slow. Like, it's just consistently, like... That's a very consistent, like, level that it stays at. Like, the whole time. Did you think that? Did you? Is there any point where you were like, oh, come on, just get it over with, keep going? No, I was pretty, I mean, the story is, is organized well. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, there's not really a point where you're... They just mix in, like, the partying and the character development so perfectly. Like, you never get bored of anything. I don't even know how to... I love Rob Reiner as his dad. Yeah, I could have done without him. Really? I didn't care about his dad. Um, his dad going like, you, What are you doing? <laughs> Donnie married his cousin. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty messed up. And they only had a very small... They had just met. Jordan could have been like, You know what? You seem very strange. I don't think this business deal is going to work out. But instead he was like, cool. Let's go smoke crack in the back room. In, yeah. the, in the bus stop behind the behind the restaurant. Yeah, that was a very strange friendship. And eventually, I mean, I assume Donnie turns him in because Jordan has to wear a wire. He, like, takes this plea deal to wear a wire and, like, incriminate some people. And he, yep. he goes in, he writes a note to Donnie that says, don't incriminate yourself, I'm wearing a wire. And then that note ends up turned into the FBI. Yep. Donnie 100% like totally fucks him over. Not that you deserve to not be fucked over, but like, you know. It, uh, and very much so. They were like all the mistakes nice. of Donnie and the mistakes of Rugrat are what really brought down this whole thing. Would have taken them so much longer otherwise. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, oh man, I just, I, this is just a great, it's a great movie to me. It just, it's so, like, I mean, it talks about, stuff that happened like I don't know in the mid 90s in the early 90s and you just I'm just I can't get bored watching it ever I don't think and it's three hours long so it's like you think you get bored but you just don't yeah it was very long though yeah Long for a Tuesday night, that's for sure. I think that that was maybe the problem. Maybe if we watched it on Friday, I would have been. Oh, like, absolutely! Even more, even way more, way, way cooler with it because you would have had us to wake up for work in the morning and you know. Yeah, I do have to say I liked it more than I thought that I would. Um, I think again, so much of that is just like having a totally different perspective when it comes to movies. Now I think I'm getting closer to that, like watching for an art experience that you've explained in the past. Like I can be excited to watch something that I don't know for sure I'm gonna like whereas in the past like I didn't watch movies as often so I couldn't really I like wanted to watch something I knew I would like and now I'm like very open to trying new things so I did like this um I have not seen Leonardo DiCaprio play anyone like redeemable (laughs) because I've seen him in this I've seen him as the racist plantain Plantain plantation owner. Yeah, those bananas sure and, uh, are racist. Yeah, I saw him own those racist bananas. Um, I saw him as a plantation owner in Django Unchained. I saw him in friggin' Don't Look Up as the fifty-year-old scientist guy who cheats on his wife. In Inception, he's not that bad. 
Oh, I forgot he was in yeah, that movie. I know you did. You didn't say it last time we talked about him either. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if she brings it up again, I have to make sure I tell her Inception. I didn't, I'm trying to just gotcha, but I remember that I, we'd watched Inception. If she brings Inception. it up again in a public forum, I will uh, take my chance. If you brought it up, like, earlier today, I would have said Inception, too. He, he's a, he's, like, you know, he has, he has trouble in Inception, but he's not, like, a... Yeah, okay, he's that's... He's, like, a... That's a, fair. A good character. He's not a bad guy. That is... Oh my goodness, that is fair. Yeah. We do, Peter had this fun idea that maybe we'll do probably a few episodes from now, but another themed episode where we watch the Oscar winners from our birth years, and mine is Titanic, so that would be another Leo film. Yep. What was yours? Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, it'll be a, a surprise. We are going to be on vacation. Was it Lord of the Rings? No, it was not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> We're going to be on vacation for about a week. Um, the plan is to watch Lightyear in the theaters. Yes, and then um, force Autumn to watch something else. No, I think we'll probably watch something we're already planning once we get home. Yeah, fair enough. But Maybe I'll take over and use my two movies coupon. No, because then I want to waste it on a weekend. Where we're what he is referring to is we're doing this walking challenge <laughs> because I always have to have five million projects going at once. Yes. And you can win these, like, coupons for getting either 12,000 steps in one go or 10,000 or above steps for a week in a row. And Which has never happened. Yeah, I've been close a couple times. It's basically, it's just that you, you either get 12,000 steps or you don't get a coupon at this point. Yeah, so far. Um, but one of the tickets was having a week of just your movie picks. Yes. Peter currently has that ticket in I his do. possession. I gotta be careful, though, because if I do make her watch two action movies in the same go, and we just watched an action movie the week before... Then we're gonna have marital problems. She will be angry with me during <laughs> the next podcast we record. So, it's really a balancing act. You know, I gotta I gotta try to find one... Like We'll do, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and then we'll do... I don't know, Saving Private Ryan. Was that a toot or was it the chair? It was the chair. Don't <laughs> get this out. That's okay. We've had a bunch of accidental sounds this episode. Uh, at one point, I think your alarm went off outside the door. Yes, and I the had to dog's go been crying. The dog's been like trying to get our attention outside. And at some point, a notification popped up on the computer, and I noticed we still have the audio output recording. So I, it like spiked there for a second. So oh, you are going to hear a Windows notification. About well, you will have heard a Windows notification about halfway through this segment, but uh, well, you know it happens. For the for the millionth time, we have no plans on being professionals. No, <laughs> this is just supposed to be entertaining. Uh, for us. <laughs> yeah, mostly right. for us. Well, we also keep yawning, so I'm gonna wrap this up because we still have packing and yep. chores. Yeah, gotta prep to go back up to. The woods.